Hi, and thank you for joining us on the Pennsylvania Budget and Policy Center podcast. I'm John Neuror, Communications Director for PBPC, and uh, the podcast is back. We took a little hiatus uh, for a few weeks, um, but joining us today is PBPC Director Mark Steer. Uh, He's going to talk to us a little bit about the state of raising the minimum wage here in Pennsylvania. Mark, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, John. All right. So first, for some context, can you walk through the minimum wage um, here in Pennsylvania as compared to other states? When was the last time that the minimum wage was raised? You know, why is this an issue that is uh, that's coming up and that is hot right now at the moment? Well, our minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour. It's been stuck there ever since the federal government raised the minimum wage to that level about ten years ago. The last time Pennsylvania raised the minimum wage itself was 13 years ago. Every state around us has raised the minimum wage at least once and sometimes twice in that time. In New York, for example, and these are numbers all of us, January 1st, 2019, the minimum wage is $11.10 an hour. It's actually going to be higher in New York City as well. In Columbus, Ohio, it's $8.55 an hour. New Jersey, it's $8.85 an hour. In Maryland, it's $10.10 an hour. In West Virginia, it's $8.75 an hour. And in many of those states, further increases are planned. So we we really are letting the workers in Pennsylvania and our whole economy um, stay behind because we haven't taken this really important step to boosting people's wages and, and helping the economy grow. So what is being talked about right now in Harrisburg as far as finally giving those hardworking Pennsylvanians a raise this year? Um, And also, I think one thing that might not be clear to people is, um, you know, why can you explain why it's tied to conversations about the budget? Sure. First of all, the governor's proposed raising the minimum wage to $12 an hour immediately on July 1st of this year and increasing it by increments of 50 cents a year until it reaches $15 an hour in 2025. From that point on, the minimum wage would be increased uh, in accordance with inflation. Uh, Raising it to that level would take it roughly back to where it was in 1968 when the minimum wage was at 50% of the median income. Now it's down in the low 30% of the median income for all working people. In addition, the governor proposes Eliminating the tip minimum wage, tip workers, as you may know, may get only $2.83 an hour in this state. Um, if they, and presumably some of that is made up for by tips. But we know that while that happens in, in very high-end restaurants, in low-end restaurants, workers often work for less than minimum wage because tips don't get them to the, the point of uh, reaching the minimum wage level. In addition, the governor is proposing that we end local preemption of the minimum wage. That would empower localities to raise the minimum wage higher than the state norm. Um, That's something they once had the power to do and no longer have the power to do it because local uh, minimum wage increases are preempted by the state. We think that's important because, as people in the state know, uh, the economies are different in different places. Uh, Standards of living are higher in some portions of the state and other portions of the state. And what might be a reasonable wage in, um, you know, Elk County may not be a reasonable wage in Philadelphia. And we ought to give our localities some ability to adjust the minimum wage to their uh, local circumstances. Now, why is this tied to the budget? 
because raising the minimum wage uh, affects the budget in two different ways. It helps us balance the budget in two different ways. Number one, it increases revenues. When people make more money, they pay more in income taxes and sales taxes. The governor estimates that raising the minimum wage to $12 an hour would bring in about $120 million in new revenue. That helps close the budget def deficit. It also saves money uh, because many people who are getting minimum wage now are on traditional Medicaid, which is reimbursed by the federal government at a 50% rate. If um, the minimum wage is increased, many of these people will move to expanded Medicaid, which is reimbursed by the federal government at the rate of 93%. That would save the, the state substantial money. The governor estimates about $36 million. We actually think it might be a little bit more. So in these two ways, um, raising the minimum wage is part of the budget. And in, in, uh, from a policy perspective, it's also, frankly, part of the budget from a political perspective. Um, budget is a time when different groups try to uh, get other changes in public policy by uh, withholding their support for the budget until a, a number of concerns are, are raised. And we're certainly encouraging um, people who support the minimum wage to say they won't vote for this budget until Pennsylvania gets a raise. And we, so we think that uh, the budget discussion is an important leverage for increasing the minimum wage in the state. Now we we did a podcast uh, now probably a couple months back with uh, with Mark Price, who's a labor economist for Keystone Research Center, and talked about some of the um, you know we sort of did a fact check on some of the pushback on a minimum wage increase. One of the things that we're hearing increasingly is um, you know from legislators also is that. You know, they can't necessarily support increasing the minimum wage specifically because it will raise prices of goods through the roof for consumers and their constituents. Now, I know you recently wrote a piece that looks specifically at uh, prices for pizzas when the minimum wage is increased. Um, can you walk us through what you found? Sure. And, you know, this is a semi-serious piece, uh, but um, it makes an important point. When we talk to legislators uh, who oppose the minimum wage, they often say, well, you know, I talk to my friends who own pizza shops in the district, and every legislator in Harrisburg has a friend who owns a pizza shop. And they say, if you raise the minimum wage by, you know, 20%, 30%, 40%, I'll have to raise the price of pizza by the same amount, and no one will buy my pizza, and I'm going to go out of business. So, you know, we thought, okay, let's, let's examine that. So the first thing we did is we looked at states where they've raised the minimum wage. I've mentioned before, New York's minimum wage is $11, $10 an hour, 53% higher than uh, the minimum wage in uh, Pennsylvania, which is $7.25 an hour. So uh, if what they are telling us is true, there should be a pizza shortage in New York. But you know what? We looked. You can still find pizza pretty much everywhere in New York City. I, my sister lives there. I asked her to check. We have allies and other organizations related to ours. I asked them to check. Are you having trouble finding pizzas? We talk to people who live in the border with Maryland, where they've raised the minimum wage to $10.10 an hour, and we've asked them, are people from Maryland coming over the border of Pennsylvania to buy pizza because they can't find pizza in, in uh, Maryland? doesn't seem to be happening. There's plenty of pizza to be found in Maryland. So, okay, we thought, all right, let's look a little bit more detail at prices. Um, I mentioned New York. Uh, the minimum wage is 53% higher than the minimum wage in Pennsylvania. 
So we said, where could we find like a standard pizza? So we looked at a chain, Domino's, and we looked at the price of a Domino's 12-inch hand-tossed pizza, which is the most labor-intensive pizza, by the way. I chose that deliberately. In Harrisburg, compared to Albany. Well, even though the minimum wage in New York is 53% higher than it is in Pennsylvania, the price of the Domino's 12-inch hand-tossed pizza in Albany is only 11% higher than it is in Harrisburg. It's 10.49 as opposed to 9.49. And if you go to Maryland, where the minimum wage is 39% higher than it is in Pennsylvania, the price of pizza is again only 11% higher, 10.49 versus 9.49. So while there may be some truth to the notion that if you raise the minimum wage, the price of pizza will go up uh, a bit. It's not true the price of pizza will go up wildly, and it's certainly not true that no one's going to make pizza. Well, why is that? Well, we start to think about this situation in a little bit more depth. First of all, um, labor is only part of the cost of making a pizza. There's also the cost of flour, tomatoes, cheese, rent for your space or uh, oven, electricity to run them, cardboard boxes for takeout. An increase in the price of labor doesn't translate to a proportional increase in the price of pizza. Um, second of all, uh, we have what economists call the fallacy of composition. What may be true for one business isn't necessarily true for, for others. It's true that if one pizza shop all of a sudden had to pay its workers a lot more money and raise its prices, maybe even 10%, they would lose business. But if all the pizza shop owners and all the other local restaurants have to pay more for their labor and raise their prices by about 10% or so, none of them are going to lose business because none of them are going to be in a, put in a competitive disadvantage. And there's another factor as well. When the minimum wage goes up, people can afford to buy more pizza or go out to other restaurants. When we get the minimum wage to $15 in Pennsylvania, 37% of working people in the state, 2.2 million people will get a raise. And those people will be able to buy more pizza. They'll be able to go out to the local diner. They'll be able to, you know, go bowling more. They're going to be able to do lots of things. And that means that people will consume more of these goods, even if they cost a little bit more money. Now, it's true the pizza owner may not uh, uh, make quite as much on each slice of pizza, but uh, he'll make more money in total because he'll be selling, or she will be selling a lot more pizza from their shop. Uh, and there are two other factors that are a little more subtle, but we should talk about. One is that um, when you pay people more, employees tend to stick around longer. I grew up in the hotel business, and sometimes we pay people more than minimum wage uh, because we want them to stick around. And when they stick, because when they stick around, they become more productive over time, and we don't have to pay so much in training them to do their work. Now, there's a limit to how much any one business can do that. But if you allow all businesses, uh, or basically force all businesses to raise their wages, they'll all find the turnover will decline, uh, training costs will decline, and so some of the cost of this uh, additional labor will be offset by the lower cost of training and recruiting workers. And then there's finally the notion people say, well, you know, if uh, we make labor more expensive, we will go to more automation in pizza shops. And you know what? That may be true. People, we, we see that in some places, uh, even at the lower minimum wage in Pennsylvania, people are, are having to order foods by kiosk. But here you have to think globally about the economy as a whole. Um, those labor-saving devices are made by people. They're designed by people. 
They're installed by people. They're repaired by people. And jobs in all those fields tend to be better than jobs in making and delivering pizza. So, you know, if we lose some pizza delivery boys when we raise the minimum wage or, or pizza order takers, but gain a lot more people uh, designing, installing, making, repairing uh, those, those machines, we will have more good jobs at better wages than we have today. And that's the, the, the point generalizes to the whole economy. We want uh, our economy to be a high-wage, high-skilled, high-tech economy, not a low-wage, low-skill, low-tech economy. Raising the minimum wage has the effect of moving us on this path of economic growth that benefits working people as a whole because we invest more in the productive equipment that makes them more productive. So, you know, it, it was a semi-serious piece, but I, I was making a very serious point. Uh, you look at the pizza shop example and the, the difficulties of pizza shop owners, and if you come to the conclusion that, in fact, raising the minimum wage benefits everyone, including those pizza shop owners. So that's, that's why we think there's, there's very little danger of, of losing employment and, and uh, losing jobs if, if we raise uh, wages for working people. And by the way, we did a, a very serious analysis of the impact of raising wages on raising the minimum wage in Pennsylvania and other states. And what we found there is that when the wages go up, uh, employment as well as wages go up in, in the food service industry. So we have some really solid empirical evidence that the fears of the pizza shop owners and the legislators who quote them are simply unfounded. So what, what is the timeline here for debate on the bill? Um, you know, we, we talked about why it is, it is tied to a degree to the, to the budget, right? But how do you see this playing out here in 2019? Uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, we think that the governor and the Democratic leadership in the House is going to say to the, the Republican counterparts, you know, this budget isn't done until Pennsylvania gets away, uh, raised. They're going to say, we need to make a deal that includes the minimum wage. Um, we, we have heard privately from many Republican legislators. Our We the People campaign has been talking to legislators all over the state. And privately, Republicans are saying, yeah, hey, you know, we, we know it's time to raise the wage. I'm not sure we like Governor Wolf's bill, they'll tell us, but uh, yeah, we need to do something. Uh, I think if, if people over, over say contact their legislators and tell them, we need you to say publicly what we know you're saying privately, that it's time to raise the wage and tell your leadership in the Republican Party, in the House and Senate, that they need to bring a, a raise the wage bill to the floor of both houses of the General Assembly. I think we have a, a good shot of getting an a increase in the minimum wage, uh, an increase in the minimum wage that's more than just token, a token increase, a real substantial increase for working people, and that this will then be integrated in part of the budget and um, we'll be done with the budget by the end of next month and Pennsylvania will have gotten a raise. Uh, so a lot depends on what people are willing to do and I encourage everyone to go to the We the People campaign, uh, wethepeoplepa.org and get updates about what we're doing and, and contact us and we'll tell you how to contact uh, our legislators. And also we have an action page that they can use and I'm sure you're gonna put that in the link for this podcast.
I will do that. So we will link to that action page that Mark talked about. We'll also link to um, um, the various uh, uh, reports that he, the policy analysis that he uh, mentioned before. Um, but yeah, we the people, uh, PA.org, which is a project of the, the PA Budget and Policy Center. That's a great site to keep an eye on too for, uh, for updates. As things move forward, Mark Steer, Director of the Pennsylvania Budget and Policy Center, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome, Jim, and thanks everyone for listening. And thank you for joining us as well. Don't forget, check out our website, pennbpc.org, P-E-N-N-B-P-C.org. There you can find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our policy papers and memos, and, and links to more podcasts just like this one. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on Apple iTunes or on SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.